Welcome to the Pattern Podcast from KXE in London. As a church, we want to learn ways of being with Jesus, becoming like him, and doing the things he did in order to see the city we love transformed. This podcast is a resource to help us explore these spirit-filled patterns of living and start putting them to practice every day. For this episode on the practice of ethical living, we chatted to Ruth Valerio. Ruth is the Global Advocacy and Influencing Director for Tear Fund, and she's got a lot to say on the subject of ethical living. After a really awkward moment where I picked out her peppermint tea bag and squeezed it with my bare fingers, we had a um, fascinating conversation. So here's that conversation, and sorry again about the tea bag, Ruth. I think living ethically is about living in a way where you're thinking about the impact of your choices on people and planet so on other people and on the wider natural world and living in a way that does as little damage as possible to those and might even do some good as Mm. well one of the things I've, i've noticed is talking to to people um is they sometimes struggle to make the connection between ethical living and following Jesus. Or um, if they don't make the connection, they make the connection, but they just don't think it is a massive priority. What would you say to someone like that? Why, why do you think it is such a priority for someone who calls themselves a follower of Jesus? I would say, when was the last time you read your Bible? <laughs> so when we, when we look in our Bibles, we see that there are... Well, there are a number of strands that run all the way through the biblical narrative, but two to pull out for this one. One is a care for other people and for people who are living in poverty. So all the way through the Old Testament, there are commands around looking after the the stranger and the widow and the dispossessed and commands against dishonest trading standards and commands against things that are going to make another person poorer and so on. Our God is a God of justice and we are called to worship a God of justice and to live out that we worship a God of justice. And in our world today, we know that the way that we live and the choices, the purchasing, consuming choices that we make have an impact on other people. And if that impact is a negative one that keeps them in poverty or pushes them further into poverty, then that is going directly against the biblical injunctions that we see. So from a poverty perspective, ethical living is absolutely a part of what being a Christian is all about. And the same And it's the same for thinking about the wider natural world as well. We were created to look after the rest of what God has made. And there's this seam um, around the land that goes through the biblical narrative uh, so that God, the people and the land are like this triangle all the way through. And the land is always a part of God's purposes and the land is not to be neglected. And in fact, where people aren't worshipping in God and where they're not looking after other people, then the land revolts, there's environmental degradation. And so looking after the land is a part of who we are and it's a part of what it means to be a follower of Jesus. And one of the key ways by which we look after the land is by thinking about the things that we buy and whether they have caused environmental destruction by the way that they have been made. Hmm. Um, and there are lots of campaigns, books, podcasts and blogs around um, ethical living and purchasing. But there, is there anything that you would say makes our practice of ethical living distinctively Christian? 
I think it comes from the motivation. So the external practice might well look like like other people's. And that's fine. We are all humans. We're part of the human community as well as the Christian community. But for me, it comes from the motivation of wanting to live a life of, of worship and live a life that worships the God of justice and a creating, sustaining God. And so seeing this not as a as an optional extra for a few strange keenies who think this might be important, mm. but seeing this as a really integrated part of what the Christian faith is all about. And and this might be a bit theological or boring for everyone else, but interesting for me. <laughs> but so we talk about KXC about one day God's going to make all things new. Mm. So if God's going to make all things new, why do we need to worry about the planet because it's our understanding of what that word new means so and again this might be too boring if you do stop me if you want but in the greek there are two words for new there's one that's neos and that means something that is completely new completely different so if i have a car crash and my car's right off i get rid of that car and i get a new car it is literally physically new but that's not the word that is used in the new testament where it talks about a new heavens and a new earth the word for new there is kine and that more carries the sense of fulfilled um renewed transformed so it's the same word when we talk about the new testament Kine diatheke is the Greek, the New Testament. And we don't mean by that that it's completely new in the sense that it's got rid of the old. So we still read the Old Testament. We still think it's valid and valuable. And we see the New Testament as the fulfilment, the completion, the, the transformation of what was in the Old Testament and what God was doing. It's the same word for new in 2 Corinthians. It talks about when anyone is in Christ, they are a new creation. We, we're not, when we become a Christian, we don't become a completely separate new person, but we are transformed. So this world isn't going to be destroyed and a new one created. God is renewing, will renew and redeem this world and bring heaven and earth together. And so God's plans for salvation involve this earth and he asks us to look after it. Hmm. And what external difference do you think it will make if at KXC we become a community who on a daily basis live ethical lives? Massively. Well, I think it will make a difference to yourselves because <laughs> if this is a part of what it means to be a follower of Jesus, then it will bring about personal transformation as well. And it will transform your relationships and your relationship with God, your walk with God. It will transform how you live. It will transform your whole life. And alongside that, I think it provides such a positive witness to those who are around us. And I know of churches who've done things like put solar panels up on their roofs, a really visible demonstrations. And it's been something that they can then talk to people outside when they come or they go past the church and to talk about why they're why they are doing that. So I think it's a great way of being a of being a beacon and of being salt and light in in our world mm. and have you noticed a difference in people as they choose a more ethical life so i think people become more aware and more noticing and more caring and more compassionate and more questioning mm. 
because to live ethically means that we need to ask questions and we can't just go out and buy whatever is given to us. So it leads to us asking questions of our society. If I think, just go back to many years ago when I began wanting to um, do my food a little bit more ethically, it started with me getting a box of organic vegetables. And to begin with, I didn't really like it, but I kind of knew I ought to do it. But I began asking questions. Why Why are these vegetables dirty? Why are they not perfect? Why are they oddly shaped? Why sometimes do the lettuces have a slug in it? And why do I get it? I get loads of leeks at one time of the year and courgettes and then none at another time. And those questions led actually to a radical questioning of the food system that we're a part of and of the issues that lead to that and the problems that that causes. So I found that once I started with one thing, it was like a snowball growing. And then that led me to ask other questions and began really to open my eyes to the system that I was a part of and to challenge me to think, do do I want to be uh, totally embedded in that system as a follower of Jesus? What would you say, what have you learned in your experience of the main obstacles or or why people are reticent um, to changing their lifestyles to be more ethical? Well, it can be hard work. You know, when society is all set up to push us in one direction, if we want to go down another direction, that is that is going to be difficult. I mean, take clothes. Clothes is a really hard area that I imagine everybody listening to this has wrestled with at some point. None of us want to buy clothes that have been made by someone earning a pittance in a really bad factory. None of us want to do that. But how then can we get our clothes from a from a different way now there are alternatives that we can look at but we need to have the the effort to put into asking those questions and finding out about it so it so it is a challenge but I've also found it's been really good fun and it has made me much more creative than I would ever have been. And it has just led, as I've looked at alternatives to different to ways of doing things, it, oh, it just has been fun. Mm. <laughs> an adventure, yeah. Yeah, it's been an adventure. Yeah. I, I think um, sometimes actually it can actually be a bit overwhelming um, and yeah. particularly if you're starting out um, and starting it's like where do you even begin <laughs> so what would you say to someone who's wanting to to go on this journey but doesn't quite know where to begin yeah it's a really good question and it can be hard when if we look at, if we look ahead and think oh I want to be over there and I'm so far from there and to take a huge leap is impossible so I always say take it one step at a time and I have a little motto that I live by which is many little steps in the right direction so for me this all started I don't know, maybe 25 years ago or so, when there was a questionnaire that actually some forward-thinking person did at my church around lifestyle and ethical questions. And when I went through it, I realised I wasn't doing a single thing and it really challenged me. So I set myself the goal of working through this questionnaire until I could tick every one. If I had tried to do all of it the next week, I would have failed and given up and never gone anywhere with it. So I decided to do the first thing, which was about recycling, I think. And once I'd done that, then I did the second thing and so on. And just taking it one step at a time, and I found that once I'd done one thing, oh yeah, actually I could do this, and now I'm doing this, oh yeah, I could do that. And one thing led to another. 
But I would really say, don't worry about the things that you can't do and focus on what you can. So think about one thing that you could do and do that now. Maybe it's get a keep cup and make a decision now on listening to this that you're never going to buy a a, a disposable cup of coffee. Again, you'll always carry your keep cup with you and always use that. Maybe it's for a water bottle. Maybe it's um, deciding to reduce the amount of meat you eat or something. But make a decision and do that. And once it's become a normal part of your life, then choose something else and go step by step. The other thing I've noticed is that some people, when they start on the journey, they then get overwhelmed. I think that's been my story in the past. I just got so overwhelmed by the scale of the problem and that I then shut off it. What What do you say to someone who is in that situation they're just they enthusiastically started out and they just feel a little bit burnt out and a bit depressed by the whole thing (laughs) (laughs) I think um similarly to the other give yourself a bit of slack don't worry about what you can't do just look at what you can and and do one more thing so do one more thing and join in with some others as well and because this is a difficult path because it's not always easy I think doing it on our own can be really hard that picture of the fish you know the shoal all swimming in one direction and one little fish swimming against the tide well it'd be a lot easier to do that if you were swimming with a few other little fish going in that direction as well so join up with some others that I run a thing on Facebook called Plastic Less Living. Um, if you happen to listen to this during Lent, it'll be called Plastic Less Lent. But outside of that is Plastic Less Living. Get yourself onto that and see all the different suggestions. And there's lots of support and, and discussions that have that happen there. Tear Fund has a campaigners Facebook page as well, which although it's called Tear Fund Campaigners, ends up talking about all sorts of ethical questions. So find ways of joining with others find others here at KXC who want to do similarly mm-hmm. and meet up with them regularly and you don't have to become super amazing puritanical ethical livers you can just encourage yourselves to do one more thing yeah so that's really helpful but could you could just name some of the resources that you could direct people to any websites um that'd be really helpful yeah so I've written a, a couple of books myself that I think people will find helpful so the one that you mentioned earlier is Ellie's for lifestyle Christian living that doesn't cost the earth and that's a really practical look at a whole load of different issues it goes through the alphabet and takes an issue for each letter with two or three very practical points at the end so that's a very practical book for people to pick up and then another book called Just Living Faith and Community in an Age of Consumerism which really delves more deep into this issue of our consumer society and how we can live well as followers of Jesus in it and goes through seven practices for doing that. And then I'd encourage people both to look at my own website because I put stuff up there. I've got green living pages and put up regular stuff on there. And also on the Tear Fund website, if people go to Tear Fund Act, they'll find good resources. And similarly on Facebook, uh, Tear Fund Act has got a good Facebook page with Tear Fund campaigners or Tear Fund campaigns. And my Plasticless Living Facebook group is a helpful place as well. 
Thank you for listening to the Pattern Podcast. If you'd like to explore more spirit-filled patterns of living, head over to pattern.org.uk.